Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Hello there, welcome to the program. My name is Gary Zimak. Why don't you come on in? Pull up a chair. I'm going to be here for the next 30 minutes as we look at the Mass readings for the 23rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. The message this week, you are your brother's keeper. Now, this is now don't panic because this is something we need to talk about. You know, every now and then, the the message that, that I feel the Holy Spirit wants me to share is, is one that, that might stretch us a little bit. And, uh, and that's a good thing because any time the Lord gives us some advice or helps us to know how he wants us to behave in a, in a certain situation. I, I think that's a good thing. You would definitely call that good news. Today, we are going to be, be reminded, at least that's the message the Holy Spirit's giving me, we're going to be reminded that we do have some responsibility for our neighbor, our brother, our brothers and sisters in Christ, our fellow people, our fellow Christians, maybe people who are not Christian and need to know about the Lord. Sometimes we need to speak out. We certainly need to pray for these individuals, but we also need to speak out sometimes, maybe share something about the faith with them because we do have a responsibility. And I don't know about you, but I think that's a good good thing to be reminded of from time to time because we can all forget. Why? Because Oftentimes, it's not easy to share something about God with those around us. We live in a society where that's frowned upon. But you're going to hear, I think, the message loud and clear today in all of the meeting, the readings from this uh, Sunday's Mass that we do have that responsibility. So we're going to talk about that today on the show. I don't think it's that bad. I mean, don't be afraid that this is going to be a horrendous message. It's not. But it's a, it's a good reminder for us. So hope you can settle in, make yourself comfortable, grab a beverage, a snack, whatever you need. And, uh, and we're going to share this uh, these readings, and I'm going to give you some of my thoughts. And I'm also going to ask the Holy Spirit to inspire all of my words today. So why don't we do that? Why don't we place ourselves in the presence of our Father in heaven, and let's speak with Him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father in heaven, it's so good to be with you. You know, sometimes we forget that you're with us because we can't see you. It gets a little distracting. The world distracts us and makes us forget how real you are. But Father, through faith, we know that you're real. We know that you can hear us. We know that you can see us. And we know that you want to be in a relationship with us. Father, I ask you to bless all of us today. 
to help us with the struggles of life, the burdens that cause us to worry sometimes, the challenges of speaking out, sharing our faith in a world that often doesn't want to hear what we have to say when it comes to matters of faith. Father, we pray that you give us the wisdom to know when to speak out, what to say, when to say it, what's the right situation, how far should we push, when should we let go. Um, We pray that you give us what we need to help us to share the faith with others. We also pray for our well-being, the well-being of our friends and family. We pray for all those who have asked for our prayers. We pray for those who don't know you, that their hearts will be opened, to be um, open so that they'll acknowledge, first, that you exist, and second, acknowledge their need for you, and then third, their willingness to take that next step in a relationship with you. Father, I ask that you give me the words today for the program. Please guide my thoughts, my words, and please open all of our hearts so that we would be willing to hear your message and put it into practice in our lives. Father God, we ask these things in the name above all names, the name of Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Well, thank you so much for praying with me. Thank you for being here with me. It means a lot. I always get excited when I fire up the microphone and get ready to do this program. It really does mean a lot, and I do feel your presence. So thank you so much. Thank you for your your kind words of encouragement. Thank you for your financial support. Thank you for your prayers. All of these things mean a lot to me. I couldn't do the show if you if it wasn't for you. So I am grateful to you for all of those things. And um, I just want to direct you. Maybe you're a first-time listener. If you are, welcome. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I want to direct you to my website, followingthetruth.com. Head on over there, check it out, find out about my books and about my free daily email reflection, as well as find out how to invite me to speak at your parish or conference, followingthetruth.com. And if you have any questions, I'll say this at the end, but if you have any questions about anything we discuss here, or about anything in general, feel free to reach out to me. You can either do it by just going to the website, followingthetruth.com, and contacting me there, or you can email me. This is very simple. Gary at followingthetruth.com. That's G-A-R-Y at followingthetruth.com. Well, today we are going to look at the responsibility we have for others. You know, it's easy to, and I, and I do this all the time, to forget that, to just look at what's going on around me. And you know, sometimes it's even in our own homes where we just don't want to bother. It's like, oh my gosh, if I talk about Jesus, people are going to get annoyed, and I, I just don't want to hear all the resistance. I don't want to say that I'm going to pray for something only to have somebody laugh at me or give me a hard time. And I'm sure you've run into this at times. And I think it's good that the Lord speaks in these readings today to remind us that we do have that responsibility. And oftentimes, when I don't feel like doing it, and, and believe me, there are times when I just don't want to do it. I don't want to get the re, meet the re, get be met with resistance. I don't want to aggravate myself. I, don't want to, I just don't want to get involved. That's the way I feel sometimes. But then 
readings like this remind me that God's counting on me. He's counting on me to share him with others. He's been so good to me. He's been done so much for me. I need to get off of my rear end sometimes. I'm trying to think of a fancy <laughs> technical term to use, but that's the best expression I could come with, come up with. But to, to really share him with others. You know, it's easy to do it behind a microphone now. It's relatively easy to do it when I write or do my email reflections. But sometimes in real life, and yes, I do have a real life, it's a little bit more difficult. Maybe a neighbor needs to hear something. Maybe a member of my family needs to hear it. Maybe a friend. Uh, you know, maybe somebody um, online that I, I, I'm dealing with needs to hear something that they might not want to hear. It's all, not always negative, but sometimes it's just, uh, just mentioning God in general can be difficult. But I need to remember, I need to be reminded that it is my responsibility. Look, the Lord's going to give us the grace to do it. But still, it's going to be up to us to cooperate with that grace and to share that good news. So with that in mind, let's look at these readings. As I always do, I am going to start with the gospel. I always, uh, and as, and as, as I looked at these readings before the show, they're not very long today, so we're going to have no problem getting them all in. They're not very long, but they are, um, but I think they're important. I think they're important to to understand, there's a message here. It's important to really extract the message and to be grateful that they're not especially long today because I think that when that happens, the message becomes a little bit more clear. I'm going to start with the gospel. The church tells us that the gospels have a place of prominence. That's why, in case you're a first-time listener, that's why I always do this on the show. I begin with the gospel and then pull in the other readings to support the gospel message. The gospel today is from Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 through 20. And with the exception of the one, two, three, four, five, the first five words, every word in this gospel passage is a direct quote from Jesus. I love gospels like this, where you're just going to be hearing the Lord's words. And it begins like this. Jesus said to his disciples, He's speaking to us right now, his disciples, his followers. He's speaking to all Christians throughout the ages. Let's let Jesus speak to us now. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have won over your brother. If he does not listen, take one or two others along with you so that every fact may be established on the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell the church. If he refuses to listen even to the church, then treat him as you would a Gentile or a tax collector. Amen, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, Amen, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything for which they are to pray, it shall be granted to them by my heavenly Father. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Now, what I would urge you to do, if, if we just treated this gospel and take it on its own, we could easily, we probably should, talk about the authority of the church, the ability of the church. Remember, he's speaking to his disciples, actually his apostles in this case, and he's reminding them that as a church, as the leaders of his church, they have the responsibility, 
and the authority to bind and loose on his behalf in union with Peter, the first pope, the church, the, the leaders of the church, again, in this case, the apostles. And subsequently, this authority is passed down to the bishops as well, because they're the modern-day apostles. So the church has the authority to bind and loose, and the church does have the responsibility to first present the truth, to present the truth to us, the followers of Christ, the modern-day followers of Christ, and then to handle the forgiveness, the binding and loosing, loosening of of um, of, uh, of of our sins. That and this is done through the sacrament of confession. So again, we could go off in that direction, but I think there's a more general. When we look at all of the the readings and put them together, that's that's a really valid message, and it's an important message, and one that we just talked about on a previous program, I think it was last week we just talked about this, the authority of the Holy Father in union with the bishops, the the magisterium of the church. The church has the right, or the authority, I should say, I don't want to say the right, the authority to speak conclusively on behalf of Jesus. So he's given us this authoritative leadership in order to continue his teaching and guide us through the ages. And you know, ultimately through the church, we can receive the forgiveness for our sins, which is a really good thing. And I don't want you to get distracted by this because when I look at these readings, I mean, that's a great message for us, but also when I look at them and put them all together, I see a more general message coming out. The fact that you and I have the duty to help our brothers and sisters when they fall into sin, or even to just get them to know God, because so many of them don't even know he's real or don't know anything about him. And I think that's what I see emerging from this gospel, especially when we look at the other readings. So Jesus is basically saying, you have a responsibility to your brothers and sisters if they offend you or if they could be in trouble spiritually you have some sort of a responsibility. Let's look at the first reading, and I think you'll see why I was um, why I was trying to explain that. As, look, now this first reading is going to be a little tough, but I think some rather than look at it as the Lord trying to restrict you and try to make you scared, look at it as a, a call to action. The Lord wants to make sure that we don't say, yeah, 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 I have this responsibility, that's great, one of these days I'll say something. Listen to this first reading, and you're going you're gonna to see a little bit of a, a call to action here, saying like, okay, Gary, you need to get busy with this. First reading comes from Ezekiel chapter 33, verses 7 through 9. Thus says the Lord, You son of man, I have appointed watchmen for the house of Israel. When you hear me say anything, you shall warn them for me. Do you hear that? You shall warn them for me. If you who is listening to the Lord hear him, and this is me just, just uh, commentating on the, on the scripture, if you who are listening, who, is, who are in touch with me, if you know me and you hear my word, you're going to be responsible to deliver this to those who might not be listening to me. When you hear me say anything, you shall warn them for me. If I tell the wicked... A wicked one, you shall surely die. 
and you do not speak out to dissuade the wicked from his way. The wicked shall die for his guilt, but I will hold you responsible for his death. I need to read that again because these are the words of the Lord. And I think we all need to hear those. And again, please do not panic. We're going to talk about how we do this. It doesn't have to be that difficult or that scary. But I think it's important that we recognize it. If I tell the wicked, the Lord speaking in this first reading from Ezekiel, a wicked one, you shall surely die, and you do not speak out to dissuade the wicked from his way. The wicked shall die for his guilt, but I will hold you responsible for his death. But if you warn the wicked, trying to turn him from his way, and he refuses to turn from his way, he shall die for his guilt, but you shall save yourself. See, that's, that's a positive message, but, it, but it's a reminder for us. Yeah, if somebody doesn't have a relationship with God, and again, it's, it's not that they're blatantly sinning. That, that definitely has to take it, be taken into account, and that's a serious call for us to do something. But if they just don't know the Lord, it's up to us to share him in some way with them. And also, if there is a person, and look, this is not just anybody you're going to be doing with this with. Typically, this is going to be a, a person you have some degree of responsibility over or have some somewhat of a relationship with, a family member, uh, a close friend, maybe even a co-worker. You got to be careful about how you do it. But if you see them about to fall over a cliff, you would want to prevent them from falling into the over the cliff or into the the um, into the bottomless pit, right? You you want to save them. And what the Lord is saying, like, if you don't speak out, if you don't speak out, for instance, if you hear people supporting pro-abortion politicians and you don't say anything, even like, you know what, I just don't believe in it, I'm going to vote for life or something like that, you know, just stand up in some way on behalf of the Lord and the teaching of his church. If you don't do that, you could be held responsible when you're judged. And, you know, I'm the guy who for years, even though I do this publicly, this is my full-time job. I've been in full-time ministry for 11-plus years, going on 12. It's still difficult for me when I'm in a conversation, a non-churchy-type conversation with a neighbor, with even a family member, and something comes, a morality issue comes up, and I start to get that feeling, okay, here it comes. I'm going to have to take a stand. I'm going to have to speak out. I've learned to pray to the Holy Spirit very quickly. Come, Holy Spirit. That's all you need to say. And then try to follow the lead of the Spirit and speak out if necessary. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I don't believe in that. I can't vote for that person because they're not pro-life. I, I vote pro-life. And be willing to suffer the consequences for your belief. Somebody might need to hear that message. And whether they respond in a way that's positive or not, then you're at least off the hook because you did what the Lord expects you to do. It's especially important with our children. 
As parents, we have the responsibility to guide them, to shape them. It also sometimes is necessary to do with the spouse. I know on those occasions when my wife has had to tell me things, I often didn't take it too kindly. I don't like to be corrected. I feel stupid. But she did the right thing many times to let me know, hey, Gary, you know, you call yourself a Christian, but you're not exactly behaving as one. And, of course, there are different levels of this. People could be in the state of, you know, potentially serious grave sin. That becomes an emergency, and, and that requires a little bit of a stronger approach. Maybe some somebody's just like slipping into some sort of venial sin. They just need a reminder. You got to depend on the Holy Spirit to lead you. But you and I, if we have a relationship with the Lord and we are really trying to let him lead us, and we are really trying to obey him, then we have a greater responsibility than somebody who doesn't have a great relationship with the Lord and doesn't even know it's necessary to bring him into their daily life. You and I might have a, a greater responsibility. We get the benefits that come from a relationship with the Lord, but we also have the responsibility of, at times, at the right time, in the right way, speaking out, even though it may offend somebody. Now, you could be doing this on Facebook. You could be doing this in person. You could be doing this via text. Many different ways to do it. But there comes a time when we all need to say, to deliver that message of the Lord. It requires prudence, requires a lot of discretion, timing matters. You're not going to do this in the middle of a party where other people can hear you. You know, you got you to gotta really pray about this. Sometimes you don't have a lot of time to pray. So again, that quick prayer, come Holy Spirit, let me know what I should say. That, that can be very effective. But the point of these readings, I hope you can see, is that we are responsible. We are our brother's keeper. My goal is to get myself to heaven. I mean, that, that really has to be number one because I have control over my behavior and my will. I have complete control. But secondly, we're responsible for those who are closest to us. We're responsible for helping them to get to heaven, which requires us to say something, to act and to say something at times. And then really we're responsible for others in many different ways. But we are, our salvation is, is very important because we have control over that. But we don't want to rule out the necessity to help others to grow closer to God and to make it to heaven. It is our job. And that's what the Lord is saying, I think, in these readings. The responsorial psalm sort of underscores this, strengthens it also. Psalm 95, if today you hear his voice... Harden not your hearts. And I mean, you and I, we could take that. We look at that first reading where the Lord speaking <clears throat> uh, in this book of Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, I'm sorry, Ezekiel, the Lord is saying, you are responsible. You are responsible to proclaim the good news in some way. If somebody doesn't want to hear it and they do what they want anyway, well, then you're off the hook, but you did your part. That's the message he had for us in that first reading, and really in the gospel too, and the psalm. If today you hear his voice, that's you and me. If today you hear the Lord saying you're responsible to help others, to speak out when necessary, 
if you hear that message, harden not your hearts. That's for you and me. Come, let us sing joyfully to the Lord. Let us acclaim the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us joyfully sing psalms to him. Let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord who made us. Excuse me, got a frog in my throat. For he is our God and we are the people he shepherds, the flock he guides. So if I am going to acknowledge the Lord is my shepherd, he is my God. He is my king. I am following him. That when he tells me I have to speak out, right, I got to take it seriously. Oh, that today you would hear his voice. Now, let's let's really get into this. Let's let the spirit open our hearts because we are hearing his voice. Oh, that today you would hear his voice. Harden not your hearts as at Meribah, as in the days of Massa in the desert, when your fathers tempted me, they tested me. Though they had seen my works, that reminder that in the past, the Israelites, many of them didn't want to hear the Lord. They didn't want to do what he wanted them to do. I have been guilty of this so many times, and I'll probably be guilty of it again, to be honest with you. But these readings are reminding me that, okay, Gary, you're hearing this. You've got to be responsible for those who might not be either be hearing this message or who might be living in a way which could endanger their salvation. Second reading from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 13, verses 8 through 10. Brothers and sisters, Paul writes, Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. How do we love others? By putting them first, by caring for them, by telling them what they need to hear even when they might not realize they need to hear it. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not kill, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other commandment there may be, are summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. If you care about your salvation, right, you should care enough about the salvation of your neighbor and that's everybody to speak out when necessary and Paul ends this by saying love does no evil to the neighbor hence love is the fulfillment of the law if I love somebody I'm going to do what's right to help them even when it's difficult and that's why sometimes speaking out or teaching them the truth is important. And, and again, this might be a Facebook post. It might be sharing something somewhere on the internet. It might be blogging, whatever it is. It might be speaking to somebody. It might be in, come up in conversation at the office or at school or even in church. A lot of times these conversations comes up come up in a small group in church. And I've been in small groups where Somebody's saying something that isn't according, isn't in accordance with church teaching, or it's something they shouldn't be saying. Not always easy to to point out that well, what you're saying is not exactly true. But this is what it means to love our neighbor. And you know, I mean, certainly the Lord wants us to understand by saying you're going to be responsible if you don't. But I like to flip it around and say, we want to help these people. We want to help others. We want to help them. To know the truth. Not, Gary, if you don't do this, you're going to be in trouble at Judgment Day. 
which is true. I need to hear that sometimes, but let's look at it in a more positive way. There are people now who are not listening to podcasts like this. There are people now who aren't going to church. There are people you might know that really need the Lord. The Lord's counting on you to say something, to do something, to invite them to church, to help them draw closer to Him. Thank you so much for listening to the program. Believe it or not, we're out of time. Followingthetruth.com is my website if you want to head on over to check out the resources and possibly leave a donation to help fund my full-time ministry. You're in my prayers. Please pray for me as well. God willing, I'll be back with you next week. God bless.